I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast by the Takshashila Institution. We are a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like bringing fresh perspectives to Indian affairs and Indian perspectives to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Things Policy. My name is Rohan Seth, and I am joined here today by Pratik and Anupam, which is sort of uh, similar to my dream team that uh, I would pick to discuss this topic because we. Today, going to talk about uh, anti-competitiveness and WhatsApp. Uh, so, if you're not aware, the Competition Commission of India was recently uh, in charge of releasing this order that talked about whether or not a WhatsApp Pay application would be anti-competitive. And um, and the decision actually eventually ruled in WhatsApp's favor. And there is just a lot to discuss in the order that came out after it. It's a 41-page order uh, and has a lot of nuances that we can get into. So, uh, without further ado. I just want to get Pratik here to lay out the context for us and tell me what exactly happened with this order. Yeah, so it's actually it it's fairly interesting, right? What the informant in this case basically argued that there were two relevant markets uh, as far as this uh, you know the, the situation was concer- concerned, and that WhatsApp was using its position in one of the markets to uh, to establish dominance in the other. Right now, for for context, the first market that uh, they had defined was. Uh, the market for internet-based messaging applications through smartphones in India, and the second one was the market for UPI-enabled digital payment applications in India, right? And they basically said that look, uh, WhatsApp is the largest uh, player in in market one; it's dominant, and it can use its position to uh, essentially force WhatsApp pay onto other users of WhatsApp, uh, make them use it, and you know, uh, by by that logic, they're abusing their uh, dominance in. In one market or the other, and this again, I'm, I'm not an expert on competition law, but this goes to it goes against the spirit of I think what is it goes against Section 42E of the of the, of the Competition Act. Just ignoring all the the sections and uh, all of that for the moment, it's it just um, a very simple kind of um, complaint against WhatsApp that uh, it is a massive player in the instant messaging market, and um, it will use that in order to build up its. Um, you know, position in the UPI or the payment market, right? And um, that was the main complaint. And that essentially what this will lead to the complaint, the essence of the complaint is that this will lead to uh, unfair practices uh, or that it will lead to harm to the other competitors. So essentially, uh, the informant, whoever that is, envisages a a scenario where because WhatsApp is now offering uh, payment services along with its messaging services, other payment service providers such as PhonePay or Google Pay or anyone else can potentially get hurt. And also newer incumbent or newer, uh, sorry, newer entrant might also, you know, find it difficult to enter because of WhatsApp position. So, um, I think most important to kind of first state it very clearly that is this has not happened yet. It is an anticipation of something that might happen because we don't know how all of this will play out. Uh, so this is an anticipation of something that will happen and someone has uh, in that anticipation made a complaint against WhatsApp. So uh, the gist of it I think is network effects without really seeing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. So th- there's a couple of really um, interesting positions here. So um, the end result as uh, Pratik said was that 
the order came in favor of WhatsApp that uh, we don't have to take any action now. That's what it it amounts to, right? And that, by the way, does not mean that no action will be taken in the future. It just means that as of now, nothing has to be done. So that's the brief summary of the particular order. Okay. Um. So I just want to sort of get back here to the defining market space because competition law, from what I can understand, and I've read a few books on this, it's basically that you first need to define this market. Then you need to prove that you're dominant in this market. And then you need to say that, well, you're using this dominance in this one market for to gain dominance in some other market. And this is why you're being anti-competitive, right? So in, in this sense, the informant basically says, well, there are two markets. There's a UPI market and there's an instant messaging market. And because WhatsApp so big in the instant messaging market, once it gets a UPI feature, no one else is going to compete. And to me, that's, that makes perfect sense. And then WhatsApp goes ahead and says that, actually, we're in the user attention market. To which it just, Pratik has seen this with my comments on the, on the document. To which I was like, this is just not done. Because I don't think there is a team at WhatsApp headquarters that's figuring out how to compete with Netflix for user attention. It's just not true. So, so I, th- I thought that was just trying to pull the discourse back from where it can potentially go. And I'm glad the Competition Commission rejects that particular market uh, by saying that, well, this is not a user attention market. It's actually just a market for OTT messaging services. That's great. But, uh, Let me just, uh, sorry, step in on that front. Um, I mean, I think this has been Facebook's and WhatsApp, uh, Facebook's especially uh, preferred strategy over the years to um, uh, deflect, you know, the, the conversation about its dominance. So it always says that, you know, even Facebook, for instance, if you define the market for Facebook as uh, purely just social media, internet, whatever based social media platform, something like that, um, then, you know, you'd find that it is probably, if not dominant, at least one of the really big players, right? Because, you know, you can find a couple of just uh, its competitors exist and uh, some of its competitors, it's also acquired over the years. Um, but essentially what Facebook thinks is that if you uh, expand the scope of the market and oh, every single player who's been abused of, I mean, who's been accused of, sorry, dominance would love to do this, right? Uber says it's not in the, in the market for cab aggregate or, you know, app-based cab aggregators, it says it's in the market for transportation. So for Uber, it always says that a metro rail service or a public transport bus is its competitor, right? So similarly, Facebook also loves to do that. It says that uh, anything which grabs people's attention is its competitor. So Netflix is Facebook's competitor and uh, uh, so is, you know, anything else. I mean, if you want to go, for example, to the park and that also requires a bit of your attention, it says that is also a competitor in in a sense to Facebook. So anything that you do, other things that you do with your time is in a sense a competition to Facebook is the way that it wants to put it. Now, of course, I mean, this is stretching the limits of, uh, let's say, logic to an absurd uh, end. And uh, I think, yeah, you're you're right in the fact that they have rightly... dismiss this notion that, you know, that they're in the attention, I mean, they're in the market for attention. Um, While that may be true, but I think a more relevant subset of the market is uh, instant messaging services, right? And and for instance, I mean, you could, for example, take it to another absurd end and say that WhatsApp is in the um, you know, market for communication, for instance, right? Uh, which means that even uh, sending couriers by pigeon is a competitor to WhatsApp. Now, it might be technically, but it's not relevant, right? Uh, purely by logic sense. So let's leave all of that out. But uh, there's a more important thing to consider here, which is that, you know, about the process that you mentioned as to when an investigation takes place. Now, just to actually specify, according to the Indian law, the competition law, and we can, you know, debate whether that's the right thing to do or wrong. But according to the Indian competition law, you cannot 
you know, accuse of uh, abuse of dominance until you do those steps that you mentioned. First, you have to define the relevant market. Then you have to actually prove that there is dominance. And to prove dominance, there's a particular whole set of tests, etc., that uh, using which you can prove the dominance. And then, even then, by the way, dominance itself is not wrong. And this is quite clear in the way the Competition Commission operates. Uh, you have to prove abuse of dominance. Only then will some action be taken. Now, let's look at this particular case. And, and I, I might be taking a contrarian position to the two of you. But I think Competition Commission is absolutely right in its ultimate judgment, which is that if you... And according to the law, according to its own law now, you can say that the law can be changed. Uh, and I'll give you know, uh, parallel examples of where, how the law could work. But according to the law now, CCI couldn't have done anything but what it did, right? Because how can you prove abuse of dominance when it's not even entered the market really, right? It's still not operating in the payments, uh, this thing, right? So you can't, um, you know, post uh, whatever, you can't, uh, in anticipation of dominance, you can't take action. And the law doesn't allow CCI to do that. And, and just try to imagine just for a second, and I want to talk about the broad principles before we go into the specifics of the case. Uh, try to imagine just for a second, what would happen if you truly gave this kind of power to the regulatory authority that it can anticipate uh, dominance in various fields and then act preemptively? Uh, I think you'll end up with really bad outcomes in the market. So in purely that sense, I am with the CCI on this one that they didn't take any action. Now, just having said that, um, the US, for example, the Federal Trade Commission operates slightly differently. Uh, the Sherman Act actually gives the power to... Um, uh, the the regulators to in fact anticipate such dominance and and take uh, necessary actions, but it requires a very mature market and it requires a extremely mature uh, regulatory authority and good state capacity to pull that off. But I don't think I would be in favor of that in India. Yeah, uh, so there's a few points I want to add. I I don't broadly disagree with the fact that the CCI has ruled. I think the CCI decision, it's right. I think the timing of the case itself is a bit wrong. Because WhatsApp Pay is not something that exists outside of a beta phase. So there's that. And the test that you're talking about actually is the is called a SNP test. It's a small but significant non-transitory increase in price test. Thank God I said it all at once. But the point is that the Competition Commission basically acknowledges that, well, these are services that are not actually priced. So it's hard to apply this test and come to a good conclusion just by applying this test perfectly. The problem here is that this thing is taking back to the time when the Instagram acquisition was being debated. And I'm not sure if you guys remember, but at the time, network effects wasn't such a big thing. And we, we didn't actually know that um, Instagram was going to be so big and network effects would basically mean that Facebook would, would, would become, I don't want to say monopoly, but a monopoly. And so these conversations I had when, I, I don't know if you remember, but DVM was a very prevalent messenger. And uh, at the time, I was having a chat with one of my friends and he basically told me that, Look, WhatsApp is going to overtake BBM because it's cross-platform and it's uh, you know, and you don't need to have a BlackBerry device to do this. So, and and to, to which I just said, it's so hard for me to imagine a world in which the status quo is so different that WhatsApp overtakes BBM as a dominant messenger. And look at where we are. Uh, no one here on this call has BBM. I'm pretty sure the listeners don't have BBM on their phone call. It should do good for you. But um, and this is basically what the Competition Commission is saying. It's saying that well, look. This whole thing about a WhatsApp Pay feature that is anti-competitive, I, I haven't seen a WhatsApp Pay feature. I've, and from, from what WhatsApp has been telling the Competition Commission, it's going to be something that is applied non-coercively, which means that you can opt out of a WhatsApp Pay feature. So, and currently there is a pretty healthy market for this. There's Google Pay, there's Phone Pay, there's Paytm, Beam, whatever. So, 
to assume that WhatsApp Pay is going to come in and basically just dominate this whole market without, it's not a foregone conclusion. And I broadly agree with that. At the same time, I feel like in the next 10 years, you will have a name for this effect, which in my head basically means that if you have one app that can do these two things, why have two apps effect? Uh, it's a bit long, but I think it will catch on. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's basically it, right? I mean, if I had an app that could, that I've been using my whole life as an app to text everyone I know, and that also lets me do payments, why would I have a phone pay on my app? Like, it, it, on my phone. It just makes absolutely no sense. And this is why I feel like the timing is wrong. Yeah, so, I, I, I agree. I, I think, uh, yeah, uh, I think, I think Anupam, you're finally not so contrarian because I think all of us tend to agree that it may be the case was a bit premature, right? Because the fact that it's not a service that's out yet, it's very hard to determine uh, whether there is actually any abuse that is taking place uh, at this time. Yeah, but I think what you mentioned, right, it, it also ties into part of uh, what the complaint was about was about bundling of uh, what it viewed as two different uh, products, right? Where that uh, WhatsApp, the messenger app and WhatsApp pay are essentially two different uh, products. And you're, by virtue of bundling them together, that was the word that, the, that was used, uh, you're forcing it onto, uh, on, onto consumers, right? And I think WhatsApp went, WhatsApp was at pains to state that A, that they're not necessarily two different products, WhatsApp Pay is just a feature of uh, a, a WhatsApp, an app that gives you the ability to chat, voice call, uh, video call, uh, etc. Right. So that that was that was their contention. Uh, but I think the Competition Commission came back and said that look, they are essentially two different uh, products. But uh, what they also then clarified was that in it was not necessarily bundling. What's happening here is tying. You're tying the services together. Uh, but the fact that users have to specifically opt in and start using uh, WhatsApp Pay and that there would be no restrictions on making a UPI transaction with uh, another uh, provider means, again, and, and again, this can only be uh, an assumption at this point because you, we've not seen how it will play out. Right? But they basically use that to say that, look, at this point, we can't establish a case for uh, coercive bundling of any sort either yeah but i'll tell you even even on that aspect right i have a massive problem with um, with, with even let's say even if that uh, bundling is coercive or tying i really don't think anything is wrong with bundling uh, for instance um, lots of things that we use are bundled and that doesn't mean that it it has suddenly become dominant i mean um, you could for instance, even you know, even as of now, in different payment service providers, right? On phone pay, for instance, you can still shop. Uh, that's a bundling of service. You can you know do a whole bunch of things. You can even, by the way, send chat messages on phone pay and on Google Pay, right? Uh, you you can use um, these services not just to pay, but you can say hi to your friend. Now, of course, no one will do that because you don't see any value in that, right? So similarly, unless WhatsApp truly offers value to customers, then, you know, it, it doesn't mean that it'll become dominant. So even if it bundles, even if it ties in, that is every single WhatsApp, uh, I mean, it should not do that illegally, like, let's say, what Airtel did, where um, every person who had an Airtel SIM card also had Airtel, yeah. I mean, where they created accounts in people's name without consent now. Yeah. That is illegal, but uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, WhatsApp is not that, that stupid. 
uh, or hopefully not right so but if they offer bundled services i don't see anything completely wrong with it at all uh, as i said lots and lots of apps that we use actually you know derives value from this kind of bundling right i mean i think rohan was saying that but i don't see that as a negative point at all i mean for instance um, if we use uh, microsoft teams right now i can't say that i want to use teams only for video conferencing but i don't want um, microsoft bundled services of uh, you know uh, onenote and uh, powerpoint and microsoft word it comes together as a package you use it if you want don't use the entire thing if you don't want right now uh, see all of this comes from you know the 98 case of microsoft uh, where you know windows was bundled along with uh, internet explorer and then that was bundled with the hardware etc now you have to remember that back then the choice was very limited i think that was the, the the fundamental thing there was that a windows operating system is a platform whatsapp is not that kind of a platform which connects different apps right whatsapp is one app and it is offering integrated service for one other um so it's not a platform right it's very important to remember that and two uh, back then you know you didn't have a lot of choice if not for windows here you don't even have to use whatsapp messaging services if you don't like it if it, you think it's bundled together with a payment system that you don't like then don't use the entire whatsapp you still have that option a uh, very real, real option by the way i mean you can use uh, signal or telegram or whatever i mean if you lose out on the network effect that's your problem right i i, I disagree that it's a very real option but yeah uh, i mean yeah okay but I'm, but but that's the thing see there are uh, Uh, the, the, there are this whole bundling thing happens in almost every single app we know we may or may not realize it but um, you know even for example you know a platform which just plays songs also bundles some kind of social interactions along with it right meet up with people or at least you know sync with people who also like the same set of songs etc so lots i mean or even just a reviewing service etc apart from just providing you content right it allows you to review it allows you to read others reviews etc from a food delivery thing so so on and so forth everything is bundled um, that's how apps are you know built these days and if that adds value to people's lives so be no no and, and i'm with you bundling and tying services together you know by virtue of that itself is not wrong right there, there is there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but you know as rohan was saying i, th- I think it you can maybe project a few years down the line and think that uh, th- there is potential for concern there that uh, you know just by the fact that whatsapp is now offering you a frictionless uh, way to pay given that how widely used it is in india it could be risky but again it's it's too early to point any 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 of this out right and that, that i think that goes back to the point that maybe this complaint was a little premature we'll maybe it needs to be you know looked at down the road uh, but at at this point i don't think there was much else that the competition commission could have done yeah and and all every single and remember um, unlike you know again a few other places a few other platforms in, in places like this right every single consumer has the option to multi home that is they can use even if it is bundled together um, they can use if if they don't add value right they can use whatsapp for messaging and can use google pay for uh, payments or phone pay for payments uh, and and something else for something else so you can offer all of these bundled services together but doesn't mean that that is the thing that consumers will end up doing consumers will do what offers them the greatest value and if it so happens that uh, whatsapp truly offers better value in terms of integrated service than anyone else then you know again uh, what i i the way i see it is that other uh, messaging services which have got a user base will start doing this thing as well right so um i think we you know in a lot of these cases uh, get prematurely panicked um that you're going to have a dominant player etc and in the tech world we know that the answer to you know most of these co- 
questions about dominance in uh, in technology is just more technology right so you have before you know it another uh, uh, tech player like you know rohan was mentioning the bbm is nowhere in sight uh, or whatever that means right and so similarly it's not hard to again think of a scenario where day after tomorrow you have uh, another messaging service which offers payments plus something else right and that plus something else is could be the uh, could be the differentiator so can i can i just add here that bunch of stuff that we talked about bundling and um, generally i broadly agree with you that bundling is something that competition needs people to do but and the commission actually recognizes that and it says that well bundling in, in itself is not it's not wrong at the core of this is basically that well abuse of dominance is a problem dominance itself may not be a problem and it's something that i don't necessarily agree with but the commission says that these four conditions need to be met to make sure that well this tying is happening and the the second condition i'm not going to read all four of them because it's just not you can read it's actually the of the of the order the second point of this is that well if you're tying stuff and the entity concerned is dominant in the market for the tying product and the third section says that well the consumers don't have a choice to obtain a tying product without the tied product so basically like if you're dominant and your consumers can't choose which one they should go with um, then that's a problem okay um, so abuse of dominance is a problem okay we get that but at the same time i think there's not enough appreciation for network effects in this order because there's a reason why this thing isn't called messenger pay okay There's a reason why it isn't called Instagram Direct Pay, or or it's just not a separate app called WhatsApp Pay. There's a reason why it's tied in together with WhatsApp. So the people just start using it as a frictionless experience because and WhatsApp actually to one point say that well we need users to accept these separate terms and conditions if they want to sign up for WhatsApp Pay. I mean, when was the last time signing agreeing to terms and conditions was actually a barrier <laughs> to signing up for a service? I I it's never in my life served as one, and I'm pretty sure I'm. I'm a good proxy for the sample size of everyone in India because I don't think anyone reads terms and conditions seriously, and and because if we look at well, privacy is a big problem here, so I'm not going to sign up for this. And that's not going to happen in WhatsApp either. So, tying itself is a problem when it comes to you know abusing that dominance, and at the same time, if this order just appreciated network effects a bit more and just looked at how this thing could change, I, I think it's worth revising this. Let's say in the next five years. To, to be, yeah, exactly. So, to be fair, right? They, all, all they say is with those four conditions, and this is the, you know, the third condition you're referring to, right? Uh, it, they just say that it's not been established yet, right? And, and I don't think there is uh, at this point they can say more. Uh, right. Yeah, but I, I, I'll, I'll even go one step further. I'm saying, what is the problem if WhatsApp says that you know it doesn't give you the option um, that if you have WhatsApp Messenger, you're compulsorily also signed on to WhatsApp Pay, or rather the other way around. I mean, again, as long as it's not done illegally, as I said, I don't think that by itself is a problem. As I said, there's lots of apps where you want one feature in that app, but you're forcefully also given a lot of other features. Now, just don't use that feature. you have the option of not using that feature that's what i mean even if you're signed on to whatsapp pay for instance don't use whatsapp pay don't use it to make payments that option always exists right you can use google pay to make your payments so i don't see again that that abuse of dominance is a very particular thing now let me go further to say what is that kind of abuse of dominance which the cci does not the abuse of dominance is generally what the cci understands and what even the informant all you know um, 
talks about is that they can start charging for it, etc. Now, again, WhatsApp and Facebook and all of these are free services. So I don't see that it's going to be a predatory pricing kind of thing where they're using all these tricks, using the network effect to build a huge user base and then uh, start charging for it. I don't see that happening at all. I, that's not the problematic area. And, and even if that happens, by the way, people can switch over, right? But I think the real problem is, again, data sharing. So this is where you bring in data as one of the factors of consideration in everything that the CCI does in uh, with relation to these tech companies, right? Um, you no longer can just look at, uh, previously we looked at the strip test and so on, right? Um, we no longer can, uh, or the acquisitions, mergers and acquisitions. It's no longer just market share and market capitalization and uh, revenue uh, that, the, the companies earn and uh, you know how much they're charging for a product. These cannot be the only set of considerations. You have to put in data as one of the considerations. So here, for instance, abuse of dominance could be that they are sharing data without your this thing to the parent company with others. So WhatsApp data, if they start sharing, and this I think is a real problem area, which I don't think has been talked about enough. But if WhatsApp starts using the data from what messages you and I share, use that to, you know, influence the payments that we make or give, make, uh, I mean, offer, you know, build up a store and then do those, uh, what do you say, the, the, the targeted advertisements and then make you pay through WhatsApp pay for all of this. I think that is where you're harboring on or bordering these, this kind of abuse of dominance. That's the real issue in all of this, by the way. Not really some of these other concerns about force bundling and tying, etc. But what does that lead to is this kind of, you know, if there is illegal data sharing, uh, illegal or I mean we don't it's not illegal now because we don't have a law which prevents this but yeah. you know potentially at least harmful data sharing I think that is what you got to speak about and I, I'm not the expert on data at all I think Pratik and Rohan you guys should speak about this but I think that's something that you got to consider I think I, I probably agree with that because I mean to some extent it might be illegal because well we don't have a data protection law but there is an RPA directive that says that you got to localize your data and if WhatsApp pays it comes in the near future then we don't have a law in place then they would have to comply with the localized directive, which would restrict sharing. They haven't always been compliant. Um, that's something that we no, can but, get to later. No, but lo- lo- localization would only prevent a cross-border flow. It wouldn't yes. It wouldn't prevent yes. a cross-entity flow, right? Facebook can still choose to use, to harvest that data in India. So, I mean, yes. uh, so, so it, it still wouldn't prevent that. Yeah, so and basically, also on this data point that TCI needs to consider data in its decisions more. I think so section six talks a little bit about this and I'm going to read out a little bit of that here. In fact, well, the problem is that the informant has further stated that UPI enabled digital payment market deals with so WhatsApp pay will deal with customer sensitive data and alleges that within the given volume of data, national security and data privacy can be compromised. And especially if the anti competitive activities are left unchecked. So there's a broader point to argue here which is that well if WhatsApp pay harvests all this payment data and there is, let's say, a, a leak or all this data goes to third parties that do not have Indians' best interests at heart, that could be a problem. But in an absolutely bizarre term, the informant doesn't build on this claim a lot. It says that well, localization hasn't always been respected by WhatsApp, which whatever, because, yeah. But at the same time, if they just went with this national security argument a bit more, they, I think, would have had a lot more leeway to at least get the commission to consider the data angle to this whole thing, which they just haven't done enough. And I don't figure out why. But... I, I am skeptical of pushing too many national security arguments. So I, I will, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I would be wary of trying to use that to... Because once you open that Pandora's box of uh, national security, yeah, right? Yeah. Then you can just ban all of these apps and say it's against national security, as we have done. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I, I I get that, but also just rational actor model. I I think this would have made for a much stronger case if the informant had just maybe. Well, I'm I'm up. glad you are not the informant. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have any final thoughts with you guys on this? No, 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 not really. I think um, I, I yeah, it's just about don't act prematurely, don't panic prematurely. uh wait for i mean you don't have to wait until all of the damage is done and then act on it but i think uh, you've at least got to wait till the product is launched before uh <laughs> saying that it's going to be massively dangerous to everyone around so uh, that's that's my uh, takeaway all right so this has been a case of uh, premature eviction of whatsapp so we will catch you guys in the next one thank you so much for listening to us in policy if you liked our show Don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy, and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at takshashila inst. or our website takshashila.org.in